Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina from Zonas. I'm a medical NHS doctor specialised in women's health. This channel is dedicated to empowering women with knowledge on women's health. So please let me know any specific questions that you want answered. Today we'll be discussing menopause. So we'll be discussing what menopause is, why it's important, and this will be a series of videos where we talk about the pros and cons of various different treatments, the treatments available, and the long-term consequences of menopause. So stay tuned. Okay, so in this video, we'll be talking about what menopause is, uh, why it happens, and why we have this change in our body, and then also some of the symptoms that occur with menopause. So um, just before we start, I am um, on day 10 of quarantine. I'm in isolation. Uh, because of COVID-19 and it's actually the second time I've had COVID. Uh, the first time was about over a year and a half ago. I was probably one of the first people to ever get COVID-19 back in March uh, 2020. And yeah, so my symptoms are pretty fine. Um, I do have a little bit of a lingering cough. So if I have a coughing fit in the middle of this video, please bear with me. I've got my water bottle. I'm medicated with lots of paracetamol. So hopefully everything should be fine. Okay, so let's get right into this menopause. Now, why do we need to even care about menopause? Why is this even a topic of discussion? Now, what I'll tell you is that not many people are talking about menopause and that is a problem. The reason why this is a problem is because menopause significantly affects so many women's lives every single day for many years. And women can go on suffering with it. And we know many women are resilient and they will just live with many symptoms that are affecting all the organs in their body and they're just putting up with it because they don't feel able to speak up about such symptoms and for me i think it's really important that we just break down all these stigmas all these taboos and just have a frank conversation about it so let's do just that why do we need to care about menopause okay so the reason why we need to care about it is because as a society we are all living longer we are, we've developed science, we've got new medical treatments, there's new innovation in healthcare, and a combination of all those things means that we can actually allow people to live longer. But just because people are living longer doesn't mean we're not allowing, it doesn't mean we're reducing suffering. If anything, it may mean that we're increasing the suffering of someone's life. So looking at a woman's life, the average age of menopause is between 47 and 52. So if a woman is living much longer after the age of 52, that's a significant portion of their life. In fact, it could be about one third of their life that they're suffering with menopausal symptoms and the symptoms of postmenopause as well. We know from historic data, and it's uh, just general knowledge that women do live longer than men. And what we've seen over time is that the age difference, so the life expectancy difference, was about seven to eight years, perhaps a couple of decades ago. And now it's shortened to about four to five years. So women are expected to live four to five years longer than men. And that's why we need to talk about this. Okay, so what other reasons are there for why we should even care about menopause? So if I haven't convinced you yet, here are some more reasons. Secondly, 
Menopause is a medical condition. It's a diagnosis that we give to women at a certain stage in their lives. And that can seem really scary. And the reason why doctors and healthcare professionals like to know about the age of menopause and symptoms that people have is because menopause can increase your risk of cardiovascular diseases. So things like heart issues, lung issues, strokes, and um, clots in the legs and the lungs. And that is because you have a change in your hormones when you go through menopause. So it has an effect on your long-term health. Secondly, we know that with the change in hormones, with reduction in your estrogen, you have a lower bone mineral density, and that can increase your risk of osteoporosis. And with time, those bones become very weak, they become very brittle, and women are predisposed to having fractures. So there is an increased risk of fractures. And as we get older, our bones don't really repair as well as they do when you're younger. And so that can have significant consequences on women um, in terms of their mobility and their general quality of life. So that's another important reason why we need to be talking about menopause. And the third thing is the financial implication. And this is something that actually is being discussed currently in Parliament because some of the treatment options for menopause, so for example, HRT, is something that isn't on the NHS. Um, it's an NHS prescription, but the person will have to pay for their prescriptions. And this can become very, very expensive. So we do need to consider the financial implications that menopause has on women and not only women but also men their children and their families and their their wider community because women do play a significant role so there's just a few reasons why we need to care about menopause okay so let's talk about what is menopause what is the medical definition of menopause and what is happening in our body okay so menopause is defined as one year of no periods 12 consecutive months of no bleed. Once that happens, we know that you're likely to be menopause. And I should add that during these 12 months, you can't be on any oral contraceptive pill, progesterone only pill, because that will interfere. And obviously if you're taking contraception, then your periods are going to stop. So that's the, de that's the definition of menopause. But actually what happens in your body is that your ovarian function stops you don't have any function in your ovaries because your eggs eventually run out. When you're born, when a girl is in the womb, in her mother's womb, she will then create all the eggs that she will ever need. So when she's actually born, she has all the eggs in her ovaries that she will have throughout her lifetime that will help her get pregnant during her reproductive years. And there's no way for us to create more. That's it. You're born with a certain number and that will then deteriorate over time. So when you get to menopause, the number of eggs in the ovaries is pretty much zilch. And that is called cessation of your ovarian function. So that's just a definition on menopause. Now we know that the average age of menopause is between 47 and 52. However, some people start experiencing symptoms before that. And we know that you can have menopausal symptoms up to 10 years before you go through that one year of having no periods and that's completely normal. And we can give you medication during that time to help stabilize some of the symptoms that you have. However, what we like to be aware of is something called early menopause. 
and early menopause is women that experience a change in their periods that perhaps become erratic, heavy, irregular, or they just don't have any. And also they start having menopausal symptoms, but that lies within the age bracket of 40 and 45. And that's called early menopause. So in terms of diagnosis, um, we like to first take a full history of what the periods have been like, and then we look at the symptoms that they've had. And there also is an option for a blood test in this bracket of people, so people with early menopause. And then anyone who has those changes that we discussed before the age of 40, that's known as premature menopause. So premature menopause is a condition where someone experiences changes in their period as well as menopausal symptoms less than the age of 40. And we will have to do a blood test to see if this is menopause. So just a few statistics. In terms of early menopause, we know there's about 20% of the population that will suffer with early menopause within the age of 40 and 45. So that's about one in five people. In terms of premature menopause, this is not so uh, common, but also not unheard of because about 1% of the population will have it. So one in a hundred women will experience symptoms of menopause and changes in their, their periods before the age of 40. And if you notice that perhaps this is happening to you, I would suggest you speak to your doctor directly and they can really explore the type of symptoms that you've had and they can talk through the menstrual cycle and how it's changed for you. How do we actually know if we're menopausal? So the first way is tracking the periods. And so there's lots of amazing apps that you can use to track the period. So um, the way it works is it's like a calendar and in the app, you'll just write, um, started my period on this day. And then you also write the day that you finished your period. And then also you can log any abnormal bleeding after that or um, in between your periods. And as I said, if you do notice any changes, you do need to talk to your doctor. Um, but it allows you to then track periods from month to month. And that can be really useful when you're having a conversation with your doctor because they can individualize your treatment plan for you. Other ways that you know if you're going through the menopause are to check for short-term symptoms. And we're going to come on to short-term and long-term symptoms of uh, the menopause. So that's another thing that you can just be aware of. That's why I think it's really important for us to talk about it and discuss things that you need to look out for in your body. And the third way is a blood test. Now, there is a lot of, a lot of patients do ask me for blood tests, but the difficulty that many healthcare professionals have is that there is a strict criteria in which we're allowed to give blood tests. And the reason for that is because we can cause a lot of anxiety and stress in women um, who ask for a blood test and it's inappropriate and it gives confusing results and they're not conclusive. So the reason why, um, we're quite strict on it is because we only want to give a blood test if it gives us the diagnosis of menopause. So the blood test that we do is FSH. So that stands for follicle stimulating hormone. And if you've watched um, my previous video on um, hormones, then you may know that FSH is a hormone that is important in stimulating follicles. So in your ovaries, it stimulates lots of follicles to allow at least one egg to mature, develop, and then be released from the ovary every month. So FSH is the blood test that we can only do after one year of having no periods. After one year of having no periods, we can then do FSH. 
and it has to be more than 25 international units per litre in order to diagnose menopause. If you're taking the oral contraceptive pill, then this will not be an accurate enough hormone because when you take hormones, it switches off your hormone center in your brain, known as the hypothalamic pituitary axis. It's just a medical word to just describe the regulatory hormone cycle that we have in our brain. So if that switches off, then our hormones are also gonna switch off and that's going to interfere with the FSH result. Now, that is a blood test that we can do to diagnose menopause. Now, in people who have symptoms earlier than the age of 45, then we can offer FSH, but this will depend on your doctor. It will depend on the area that you're in and the local guidelines that they're following. Okay, so in this video, we've spoken a lot about what menopause is, the changes that occur in your body, specifically to your ovaries. We've spoken about why it's so important for us to be talking about menopause. And then we've also discussed how to diagnose it. So I think let's wrap up there and I'm going to do a few other videos um, explaining things like the symptoms of menopause, long-term consequences and treatment options that are available for menopause. But I'm going to do them in bite-sized chunks because I don't want information overload you. And so if there's any specific questions to this video, feel free to drop them in the comments below and feel free to private message me on um, at dr.ravina on Instagram if you feel a little bit more comfortable. Please remember, I can't give any personal medical advice. If you have any symptoms, please do talk to uh, your own personal doctor. If you'd like to download our free women's health ebook, please just uh, follow the link down below. Until next time, take care. Bye.